Father, we, we come before you in this moment, God, having been reminded of how good you've been to us. And Father, in these moments where things are inconvenient for us right now, things are uncertain, they're scary. Father, I love this reminder that, that we look to you in the midst of that, that we trust you even before the breakthrough. Father, I, I want to call out sincerely, moment after moment, that I love you even in the midst of difficulty. I pray that we would see you, Father, that we would see your provision, that we would see your love, and that we would respond to you with love, with worship, Father, as we enter into this time and we explore your word together, I pray that we would see your encouragement through your word, your, your living word. And we would encounter you, our living God. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Covenant family, it is good to be with you this morning. Even in the midst of these circumstances where we can't be with one another in person, it is good to gather like this. There are so many things that we have to be grateful for in the midst of this season. I look forward to the way, and I have enjoyed already the ways that we encounter the living God together as we join to worship, and now as we look to his word together in Hebrews this morning. I also want to say a welcome to those of you who I have never met before, um, who are part of our online audience. Uh, my name is Brentley Jordan. I am one of the associate pastors here at Covenant, and it is my privilege to be with you this morning. For those of you who are uh, viewing from all over this uh, community or the state or the world, um, I want to welcome you and, and just tell you that I appreciate and I am glad that you're a part of this worship service and this covenant family in this sense in this season. And as we as leadership of the Covenant Church family want to continue to seek to find ways that we can be best ministering to you and encouraging you in this season through these worship services, um, we wanted to gather a little bit of information this morning. And, and by do, uh, the way I want to do that is have you simply pull out your phone and I'm going to ask you to text me a few different things uh, to tell me a little bit about who you are joining us this morning. So first of all, if you are part of our Covenant Church family, then uh, I want you to simply text A, um, text the number that's on the screen right now, text A and then the number of people that you are watching with. So for my family at home this morning, they would text A4 because there's four of them watching. If you are one of the Covenant-supported overseas mission partners, then I'd like for you to text B and then the number of people you are watching with. If you're part of another church family joining us um, temporarily in this coronavirus season, then I'd like you to text C and then again the number of people you are watching with. 
And lastly, if you're not part of this covenant family until um, these recent days, uh, and you are, you are joining us anew because you've heard of us from a friend or from a coworker, um, or just stumbled across us online. If that's you, I'd like for you to text D, and then again, the number of people that you are watching with. This will help us uh, as we continue to plan these times and seek to encourage you in effective ways. The next thing I want to do is get into God's Word with you this morning. And I want to invite you to find your Bible and turn to Hebrews 10, verses 22 through 25. And the nice thing about this is you are likely viewing in your living room. Um, and if you don't have your Bible with you right now, then simply take a moment, go get your Bible and come back. So that is Ryan and Ashley. If you don't have your Bible right now, then go to your room, get your Bible, come back. And I want you to find Hebrews 10 verses 22 through 25. There's just a few things I want to say before we read that passage. And First of all is just remembering what the way that David has been challenging us in the past weeks. He's been challenging us to stay uh, anchored, to stay connected, and to stay faithful. So when we think about those three things, staying connected to or staying anchored to Jesus, staying connected to each other, and staying faithful to live a life of love. This morning in particular, we're going to be focusing in on what it is to stay connected to each other. Now, you may remember that a passage that has been uh, some of the foundation of our teaching over the last few months has been Ephesians 3, verses 14 through 21. And we've been encouraging one another to memorize that passage, to be praying that passage for one another. And so I want to start this morning by um, reciting that passage. And, and as you are viewing from your living room or wherever you are, um, this is your chance to recite this along with me. Paul prays in Ephesians 3, verses 14 through 21. He says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that you, um, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints, power together with all the saints, Power together with all the saints. That's what we're going to focus in on this morning. Power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love which surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of Christ. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generation forever and ever. Amen. I hope that you are praying that for one another in these days. I have enjoyed this last week really focusing in and preparation for this message, focusing in on verse 18 where Paul prays that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints 
And I've been praying for many of you that, that you would have the experience, that you would experience the power and the encouragement of the community of the body of Christ in these days. Paul is pointing out that we need each other. We are together in this, this grasping what is the love of God, this figuring out how to walk in a way that pleases God. We are in this together. And that's what the author of Hebrews has in mind as he writes Hebrews 10, verses 22 through 25. And I'll, I'll start in verse 19 just to give us a little bit more context. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, that is, that is we, uh, sinners, failures, rebels, we can have confidence in entering the most holy place, that God's presence, our holy God, we can have confidence to enter his presence because of what Jesus has done on the cross, opened up for us through the curtain that is his body, Jesus's body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, we don't deserve to have peace with God, to be in, pre in the presence of God because of our sin and failure and rebellion. But because of what Jesus has done, we can enter into his presence with confidence. He tells us in verse 22, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of, of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. The day is, is talking about the day when Christ returns. I can remember um, one time years ago, we were discussing this passage in a small group of others, and my good friend Brian Henderson referred to this passage as an encouragement salad. And, and I looked at him and, and thought, oh, what does he mean by that? And, and then, you know, I realized I, I intended on bringing a bowl of salad this morning to be my visual uh, aid for you. But in the midst of getting out of my house and remembering hand wipes and sanitizer and all these different things you have to gather as you leave the house in these days, I, I completely forgot my bowl of salad. But, but anyway, the, uh, Brian Henderson refers to this, ver this passage as an encouragement salad. And, and, and maybe you know why, because, because of all the lettuce in it. Um, let us draw near to God. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. Let us um, consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Now, I admit, Brian, when I heard this, I, you know, I thought you were a little corny with this. But, but the truth is, I've never forget, forgotten it. So... So I hope that as we talk about this encouragement salad this morning and we talk about the lettuce in it, you won't forget this. So the first lettuce that I want to talk about is let us draw near to God. This is what David has been encouraging us to do in the last few weeks as he's talked about um, staying anchored to God. As we stay anchored to God, that has to do with, with us um, every day and throughout the day interacting with God in the things that we do. You know, you, you may not be aware that uh, Rob Iman writes a blog each week. 
And you can find that blog on covenantepc.org um, backslash blogs. And if you click on Bible reading, you'll find his weekly blog on Fridays. And this Friday, Rob wrote about reading scripture, not just for information, but for formation. How when we read scripture, as we read other things, it's good that we gather information. But since scripture is the living word of God, I can read these words for my formation. And I read and I slowly meditate and I pour over these words so that they form me. That is one of the ways that we can stay anchored to Jesus is by staying anchored to his word. Parents with young children, I want to encourage you on these Sunday mornings after we gather in this context to go again to our website, covenantepc.org. If you go to Children's Ministries Sunday Classes, and there you'll find a two or three minute video of a Sunday school lesson, and then the downloadable printables that you can look up. Uh, they will provide a discussion guide for you. Parents, as you utilize that and have these conversations with your children about the Word of God, you are helping them stay anchored to Jesus. Parents of older children, I, I want to encourage you to go to a similar place. Um, again, on Sundays, even after this time together, that, that you would go to our website and then go to grow-group-resources and click on Amplify, and you'll find some discussion guides that will, again, help you have conversations with your children that are um, anchoring them in Scripture, which helps anchor them to Jesus. You know, in all of this, as we are seeking to draw near to God, we, we realize that there's this sense in which it's my activity, I'm pursuing God, but there's also this sense in which it's God's activity and, and it's mine to receive and that I stop and I listen to his word. So I pray that you would draw near to God as you stay anchored to Jesus. The second piece of lettuce is this let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. The first thing that I want to point out with this is that, that we know the hope we profess. The hope that we profess is, is the hope in Jesus Christ and what he has done on the cross for us, us rebel sinners and failures who, um, who have sinned against him and he died on the cross to pay the sacrifice for our sins. He rose to life and his resurrection life gives us life and gives us the ability to have his life, to follow after him, to live for him. That's the hope that we profess. So we need to know that hope, and then we need to follow the one in whom we've placed that hope. As we know that hope and we follow the one in whom we've placed that hope, that is how we hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. Again, there's a sense in which this is my activity. It's, it's um, my pursuit of the Lord. But it's, it's also a sense in which it's his activity. And it's my receiving, my um, submitting and receiving what he has provided. Hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. Now, here's the reality in this. As I strive to draw near to God to hold unswervingly to the hope that I profess, I realize that, that I can't do it on my own. 
I need you. You need me. We need each other to be coming alongside each other and encouraging one another. And that's exactly the reality that the author of Hebrews has in mind as as he tells us about this third lettuce. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. So a lot of this is, it, it plays out by us sharing love and good deeds with others. I think about the ways, just even in this last month, that I have received you, our Covenant Church family, sharing love and good deeds with me. I think of, you know, something as simple as a text message, checking in and and seeing how I'm doing. A phone call where we talk on the phone and we pray together. In doing those things, I experience your love expressed to me. And in, in that experience, I am inspired then to go out and share that same kind of love with others. I think about the, the thoughtful gifts that, that um, people have dropped off for us, whether they're small things or larger things. I think about um, the, the neighbor going to the store and texting Amanda and offering to pick things up for us at the grocery store as well. I think of those of you who have stopped by our house and rang the doorbell and then stayed at that close, or that uh, um, reasonable social distance and had a conversation where we actually get to interact with you in person. In all of these ways, I, I experience your love and good deeds. I've heard from conversations with you all about the ways that you are loving one another in this season. The ways that I hear one um, group member uh, made prepared treats for everyone in her group and delivered them to everyone in her group. I hear about a family that uh, put all their instruments into their car and, and drove to their friend's house who was celebrating a birthday. They rang the doorbell and they played with this great musical sound. They played happy birthday for this friend of theirs. These creative ways that you all are sharing love and good deeds with one another. And so how is sharing love and good deeds a way that we spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And it's, it's in that when I experience your love, when I see and experience your love, I see and experience the love of Jesus. As I see and experience the love of Jesus, I am reminded of him to, which, to whom I have placed my hope. So I'm reminded to hold unswervingly to the hope that I have. I'm reminded to draw near to the God that I can have peace with because of what Jesus has done on the cross for me. Your love and good deeds shared with me, they spur me on in my spiritual growth for the glory of God. These seem like little things when we mention any one of them, but mounted up and displayed to one another, these are significant things that bless us and spur us on toward love and good deeds, toward honoring our Father the way that he designs for us to do. So this, the second part of this last piece of lettuce is let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, but also that we not give up meeting together as some are in the habit 
of doing. So when I think about meeting together, what I believe that the author of Hebrews has in view is two kinds of meeting together that we see um, biblical precedence for all throughout Scripture. In the Old Testament, well, so first of all, that's meeting together for a worship service, like this, kind of, but different. Often we're in person. Um, but meeting together for worship service. We, we see in the Old Testament how the people of God assembled um, together to hear the reading of the Word of God and to offer uh, sacrifices to God. We see in the New Testament, it's followers of Jesus gathering together in synagogues or in houses, and they are hearing the reading of the Word of God, being reminded of the teachings of Jesus, and they're worshiping together. This is the biblical precedent throughout that the people of God gather to hear the Word of God so that they might live the way of God. It's, it's the people of God gathered to hear the word of God so that we might go out and live the way of God. I hope that meeting together regularly in this sense is a priority for you. I hope that meeting together for worship like this is not just something you do once a month or once in a while, but that this is something that is a priority for you and you do every week that you gather for worship. Another kind of meeting together that I think the author has in view and, and that we see throughout Scripture is, is meeting together kind of in the small group sense. For us, that might play out as we meet together in our small groups that we call grow groups. Or, or it might play out in the informal rest of life. We, we see in Scripture, in Deuteronomy 6, parents are encouraged to talk to their children about the scriptures um, throughout the normal activities of everyday life. We see Jesus as he walked with his disciples for three years and he, they shared life together while they were ministering together. We see the early church in Acts 2 and 1, Corinthians, or 1 Thessalonians 2, 8, they, they were sharing life together. You know, I, I think about right now the way our Covenant Church family is sharing life together. And I think of the, the around 50 small groups that, that are meeting together regularly. It used to be they were meeting together regularly in living rooms and in rooms in this church building. But, but in this season, you all have made an incredible transition into jumping right into um, you know, gathering through different web platforms, whether it's Zoom or WebEx or, or other things. You're emailing each other. You're texting one another. You're talking on the phone. You are gathering together regularly. Over 500 of you gathering and sharing life with one another. That is one of the ways that, that Scripture talks about us meeting together regularly. Don't give up doing that. The beautiful thing about the way that you are gathering in these smaller gatherings is you are, this, these gatherings of people, you see and you know and you accept one another. You care for one another and you enjoy one another with your spiritual growth in mind, with the glory of God in view. And that's a beautiful thing that we do as a church family as we meet together regularly. If you are not in one of these small groups and you would like to be, then, then I want to encourage you to, uh, to text the number at the, on the screen and just text, tell me about groups. 
and someone from our ministry team will contact you this week and be able to tell you more about groups. So I want to review this encouragement salad that we've looked at this morning. It's, it's let us draw near to God. Let us consider how we may spur one another on. What, no, the second one is let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds and not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. One final request I have for you this morning. Um, one way that I would like to conclude our time after, uh, after I pray and we, we sing a final song and then I give just a, a word after that, I, I want you then to consider the last part of your worship this morning to have a discussion with one another, to, to meet with one another and, and interact about this passage in Hebrews. And the way I'd like to encourage you to do that is, again, you can go to our website, coming at epc.org, go to grow-group-resources and click Amplify. And there's a discussion guide, just, just uh, three questions there. And if you would turn to one another and ask and answer those questions as you experience the community of one another this morning, ask and answer those questions and then close in prayer. And that will close our time of worship this morning. If you are um, alone and, and not watching with others, then, then consider calling someone on the phone in our church family that you know is also watching alone. In this time together this morning by asking and answering those questions and then praying with one another. Lastly, if you are not a part of our church family and you don't actually know any of us personally um, and you would like to have this kind of discussion and, and pray together, then I invite you to text the number on the screen and text Monday night and I will send you an invitation, to a Zoom invitation for you to gather with me tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. And, and I'll meet you there, and we'll have a, t a chance to ask and answer these questions from Hebrews and pray with one another. I look forward to meeting you there. Let's pray. Father, I lift you up, and I, I ask that this that we've been encouraged to do in, in Hebrews, that this would play out for us, this would continue to play out for us, that we would spur one another on toward love and good deeds so that we can grow closer to you, so that we can draw near to you. We need help. We are in this together, God. And Father, in this, these closing moments as we lift up this song to you, I pray that we would reflect on our own response to you this morning. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen.